Hello and welcome to the Pandemic Survival Guide, the podcast that helps you navigate the ups and downs of living unsettled lives, with a little help from examples found within history, art, philosophy and the natural world. In each episode, we'll explore a different theme, whether it be inspirational individuals, notable works of music, art, or prominent ideas and thinkers, we'll find wisdom and guidance for many of our current challenges. Now, every journey needs a guide, and these programs will act as yours. Ultimately, they'll keep you sane, happy, and above all, hopeful. In this episode... Surviving Loneliness Let's start with a question. How long has it been since you last saw your family, or your friends, or your work colleagues? I don't mean saw on a screen or at a distance. I mean hug them. Sit next to them, share in the human connection that accompanies proximity. It's months, isn't it? For an overcrowded world, it feels quite lonely at the moment. And like the coronavirus, no one has immunity to the difficulties that our own and others' isolation brings. Routine can mask some of its impact, but lengthy and protracted time alone often presents innumerable challenges. Like many aspects of this pandemic, look in the right places and we can find new opportunities and knowledge. To provide some company for our lonely minds and bodies and help us better understand how to cope with the distance that surrounds us, let's meet a truly great philosopher and learn from a remarkable idea. In 1844, Friedrich Wilhelm Nietzsche was born near Leipzig, Germany, into a very religious household. His father was a Lutheran pastor and died when Nietzsche was only five years old. The young boy grew up in the company of his mother and sister and shared little with his family. Studious and largely friendless, from a young age he began to develop an inquiring mind. Attending a strict and rigorous boarding school, He excelled in Greek, Latin, French and Hebrew. These skills would become invaluable for translating many of the great philosophical texts that informed much of his later thinking. Graduating in 1864 and then briefly studying theology, at the age of 24 he was appointed Professor of Classical Philology at the University of Basel. A common academic field then, and less so now, philology is the study of language in oral and written form from historical and literary texts. Nietzsche's senior academic post brought him encounters with many influential figures of the day, most notably Richard Wagner, the famous romantic composer. Viewed from afar, his life was busy, full and varied, He met up and dined with the few friends he had, attended lectures and went to the opera. He was someone on the go. And yet, increasingly ill health in the form of debilitating headaches and episodes of near blindness led him to spend more and more amounts of time alone. 
Before the pandemic, many of us too had lives that possessed a whole host of different pressures and demands on our time and attention. Whether it was the school run, the commute, attending business meetings, arranging conference calls, household planning, or managing a social media world, modern life had never been busier. Yet, within a very short space of time, the companionship that a busy life brings fell away. In many instances, we were forced, just like Nietzsche, to be alone. Encountering this state, perhaps the first time in a while, was for some not too different from normal. Restrictions presented logistical challenges and risk added complexity, but time alone was certainly tolerable. For others, however, when the order to stay at home was announced and the prospect of an indefinite isolation emerged, it was an intimidating and daunting feeling. Perhaps uninvited worries and fears surfaced, the mind began to focus on itself, questions arose and answers were not forthcoming. This scenario was not too different to that encountered by Nietzsche. After ten years working as a professor, his health had deteriorated to such a point that in 1878 he was forced to resign. Living off a small pension and with support from friends, he spent time in France, Italy and Switzerland, living alone with only his forensically questioning mind for company. This lifestyle brought periods of melancholy and depression alongside significant loneliness. His confidence, that had once allowed him to address audiences, meet with colleagues and direct his life, was fast being eroded. To try and cope with this and navigate life's other challenges, Nietzsche had for much of his life been of the view that the most effective strategy was the continual avoidance of any kind of suffering. It was suffering, he thought, that was the root of life's troubles. Whilst at first glance this seems an appealing approach, in our own time this method raises the question of how are we to cope when suffering is imposed on us and cannot be avoided, just like that associated with the pandemic. Well, Nietzsche, in part, provided an answer to this question, whilst on a long walk in the small town of Sils Maria, in the shadow of the Swiss Alps. It was here, in 1881, that whilst hiking up Piz Corvac, a notable mountain peak, he had a captivating thought. As he ascended the difficult terrain, He struggled physically and became mentally exhausted by the belief that the summit was still far from view. Perhaps some of us can identify with this feeling right now. The days of staying at home to save lives began as a difficult necessity, but then these turned into weeks and then months. Uncertainty and doubt crept in as to when it would end. For Nietzsche, Only upon reaching the summit, where his eyes were met with panoramic alpine views, did he reflect on the journey's meaning. Ultimately, he believed the suffering he had encountered whilst ascending the mountain was inextricably linked 
to the sense of achievement that accompanied reaching the top. He determined that more valuable than avoiding suffering was to endure and recognise it as a necessary part of the journey. Now, whilst this might not sound new or original to our ears, for the time it was a significant insight. But what lessons does this hold for many of us, experiencing a sense of loneliness and isolation as a result of the pandemic? Well, firstly, if we view the lockdowns, restrictions and enforced periods of isolation as the gruelling mountain climb, then it follows when we eventually summit the peak, namely return to a degree of normality, embracing friends and family once more, the sense of excitement and joy that accompanies it will be greatly intensified. But perhaps even more profound is the idea that, as difficult as it has and continues to be, to live in this way, every day we endure the challenge, we become more resilient as a result and gain a better understanding of ourselves, which in turn will guide us through future difficulties when they inevitably arise. We should acknowledge at this point that humans are by nature social creatures, and to be without company for extended periods of time is biologically unnatural and damaging for us. One need only look to our closest relative in the animal kingdom, chimpanzees, to witness how intertwined their own needs are with one another. But in the case of the pandemic, if we cannot avoid this predicament and the suffering that accompanies it, then Nietzsche would encourage us to learn from it. Perhaps spending more time alone has allowed us to gain better knowledge of ourselves, free from the distractions and diversions of our old, modern lives. Or maybe it has reinforced the value of family and community, when perhaps the I in society was a little too prominent. Either way, maybe we can find a small amount of company and comfort from the knowledge we acquire when we encounter difficulties alone. Later in his own life, Nietzsche fell further into ill health and died young at the age of 55. His final decade was marked by severe mental illness and delusions, where for much of the time he no longer knew himself. Whilst a tragic end, ultimately I think Nietzsche's insight into dealing with his own suffering and challenges earlier in his life speaks to our own contemporary ones today. Wherever you find yourself on your own mountain, near the foothills or close to the top, remember that despite the challenge and difficulty you may be encountering, the overall journey will show in time that not everything that hurts us might necessarily be bad. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, why not think about subscribing to the Pandemic Survival Guide 
You can find links to the artwork, music, literature and other subjects in the description. Until the next time, keep sane, healthy and above all hopeful.